Get ready for biblical preaching and teaching. I am Pastor Adam Bigelow. Isn't it time to get unstuck? This is the Reaching Forward Podcast. Amen. 1 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 8. Again, I will therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. A stranger walked up to someone in New York City and said, I'm taking a survey. And they said, oh really? Say yes. If you believe every citizen should own a gun, raise your hand. What's the next question? If you don't, raise both hands and give me your wallet. And he pulled out a gun. We want to look this morning at a We want to look this morning. We want to look this morning at a message entitled Starting Positions. Starting Positions. I don't know much about ballet, but I'm told and I've seen and I cannot imitate. There are five basic positions in ballet. These are the positions where the dancers Start from. Please don't ask me to do them, but I do have an eight-year-old daughter, most girls, and I probably got some ballet shoes that belong to her floating around somewhere in her room. They don't fit, but they're still there. But if you go to a race, whether it's a swimming competition, a running competition, when the runners or the swimmers are told, take your mark, Everybody crouches down in some three-point or four-point stance. With swimming, they reach down and grab that starting block. What are they doing? They're getting ready. They're in anticipation of the gun or the, uh, the, the, the sound of the start so that they will have an advantage when the race begins. And spiritually, we want to look at a starting position. In fact... It's one position, but it signifies three different things. Paul said to Timothy, his, this young pastor, he said, I want you to tell people, I want you to tell all the men, and really it was everybody. So why does it say men? Do you know that the, men, the man is the head of the family? And I know this might not sound like it's politically correct, but brethren, it's biblically sound. That the, 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 the man is the head of the wife. That means the leader in that family. And it's that way it's set up. That man is uh, given a responsibility to lead that family for God. And that way he says, when you come to church, I want all of the men to lift up their hands and raise them and worship God. Why? Because the children will follow the lead Of that dad or that husband. And if you get the men. See what is the uh, solution to the problems in our country. It's not more police. It's not more programs. It's that men in the family take that position. And begin a starting position. With lifting up their hands. And that's what I'd like to preach on this morning. Is a starting position just like this. Say why do we raise our hands anyway. Well, there are three basic reasons that you raise your hand. The first one is that 
you surrender. Now, if a cop comes up to you or that man taking the survey and you don't believe everyone should have a gun, they say, raise both hands. Why? The first one is a position of surrender where the cop pulls his weapon or the burglar, you feel a sharp point of a knife in your back on a dark street. You do what? Instinctively, you raise your hands. What? It's a starting position. You don't need to be told, you know? Stick them up. No, they're up. (laughs) The second thing that you do When you raise your hands, it is a position of trust, a position of need. And so we'll call that position of faith. You know, if you ever fall down and skin your knee, you walk up or run up to your mom or your dad and you, especially moms, right? My daughter says that my wife is more snuggly or whatever than I am. I'm all scratchy, so she'd rather hug a mom. You know, moms, moms have an indispensable role in the family. They need moms. <laughs> but you'll walk up or run up to the mom or your dad, and you lift up your hands. Why? I have a need in my life. I need you. It's a starting position, and everybody understands it. Well, what's the third one? We're not going to pick on the Jaguars too much, all right? But when the Jaguars score a touchdown... They don't have to tell people what to do, okay? When the Jaguars score a touchdown, people will lift their hands. It's not in the program, but they'll lift their hands. Why? It is a position. It's a starting position of praise or victory. So we want to look at this spiritual starting position. And really, when we want to have a victory in Jesus Christ, it starts with a position of surrender. A position of surrender. The Bible said that Jesus, when he rose from the dead, he came to his disciples. You know what he did? He showed them his hands. When Jesus' hands were crucified, they were crucified for our sin. But when he rose from the dead, he made sure that he showed his disciples, I'm the same one that hung on the cross. These are the nail-scarred hands. And the Bible even says up in heaven, That we see Jesus as a lamb that was slain. You know that I believe that Jesus' nail scars are still there up in heaven. Not because he couldn't have healed them. Not because they couldn't have been taken away. Because he wants us to remember that Jesus Christ is the one that gave us our salvation. That his surrender unto the Father was what gave us our freedom. You know that, have you ever not wanted to do something? I remember I wasn't. I wasn't really hip on doing something that God wanted me to do. Have you ever felt that way? No? No? Okay. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I said, preacher, what did you do? I told God. I said, God, I don't want to do this. What'd you do? Did it anyway. Why? Because when you surrender to God, it's a starting position. And I can have all kinds of... say. Well, Jesus never said that. Do you remember when he was about to be crucified? He said, Father... He said, if it be thy will, let this cup pass from me. He said, I'm not really looking forward to be crucified. You know, you can talk a big game until it comes down to it, right? You can go, oh man, I'm good, I'm good. And then right before the competition, you're like, oh, I don't know if I feel so good. But Jesus was facing that reality that he was going to be crucified. And he said, Father, he said, Can you let this, can we find any other way? Can we find another way to do this? But then what did he say? He said, not my will. He said, I'm going to surrender, not my will, 
but thine be done. Brethren, a starting position in God is when we surrender. We might have all types of ideas. Brethren, I've had all types of ideas. I didn't look toward being a pastor, but God called me and I'm pastor. You want me to be a pastor? I remember when they said, pray about going to a church in Jacksonville. And I'm like, where's that? I didn't know where, I mean, I did actually. I didn't know where Jacksonville was. I'd been through there on the way to Orlando, but who's heard of Jacksonville? We're not Miami. Well, I've heard of it now. I I love Jacksonville. My daughter was born in Jacksonville and uh, I consider myself a Jacksonvillian. I'm I'm, I'm a local boy now. But I remember saying, uh, I'll go. I didn't know how it was gonna work out. I sold my car, I sold all my stuff, and we like flew out of Washington State, literally flew with some suitcases. Why? Because we just were trusting God and surrendered God. I remember uh, the people look at you like, did you, did you have any job there? I had a job. You know how long I worked here? One day. One day. It's funny because when we got here to Jacksonville, uh, we were in a church building up in the west side of Jacksonville, just up the street. But I got a job at a sheetrock place, right? So I I had a job, I was making money, so I started my first job, I think it was Wednesday, on a Wednesday. So I started my job and I started real early and I worked real hard and I got off like at six or seven o'clock at night and I'm like, this ain't gonna work. I gotta take the church on Thursday. So what'd you do? I said, well, I'm gonna walk in. I found somebody, the guy that hired me wasn't there and I found another guy said, hey, I quit. So what'd you do? I said, I'm gonna surrender and I'm gonna make sure I'm there for the church, the place that God called me. And I stayed at this weekly stay place, which is just right down the street. It's a real classy joint, right? What's it called? In-town suites. I'm joking. It's not. If you want to buy drugs, you can probably start right there. That's a starting position. But I went and stayed there. And it's interesting that years later, God brought the church right down to where I first stayed. God knew what was happening. But the starting position said, preacher, I need God to do everything for me. No, God needs you to get in the starting position of surrender and say, God, not my will, but thine be done. You see, we need to change. Repentance literally means to change your mind. To change our mind. You know that you're like one thought away from having the right attitude. Have you ever had a bad attitude before? Do you know that that's like an aeronautical term? Have you ever flown? I've never flown a plane, but they have an AI, which is an attitude indicator. It's on an airplane. Did you know that? It's the position of the plane. It looks like a, a, like a cartoon plane. And there's a ball which simulates the plane's position to the horizon of the earth. And it's like a gyroscope. So if you have the wrong attitude, you can have your, your, your uh, power at full. But if you're faced the wrong way, you're going to be going down. You see, your attitude in airplane flight determines your altitude. If you're pointed down, you can be doing all the effort and all the power, but you're still not going to go rise up. If you're crooked, then you're going to be flying crooked. doesn't matter how much you're trying. So when we change our attitude towards God, what does that say? God, you know what? It's me. I surrender. It's me. I'm the one that needs to change. It's, have you ever had, you prayed and God said, it's you. Like, wait a second. I didn't want that answer. I was going to blame the government. I was going to blame my wife. That's why people get married, right? You always have someone to blame. They were just right there. No, we need to realize that I need a starting position to say, God, I surrender. Uh, there have been times I've heard it shared, but you could just crawl right up on that altar and say, God, I surrender 
An altar was a place of sacrifice. That's why we have these here. You say, God, I just give my life to you. I surrender. I'm not going to fight anymore. I'm going to accept your free pardon of sin. Why? Because it's the first starting position to say, God, whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. And you know what? Sometimes we're not willing, are we? Have you ever not been willing to do something? You know, but if you're not willing, I like what one person said. Maybe I can be willing to be made willing. Say, God, I'm not willing to do this, but God, I'm willing for you to touch my heart. You see, an attitude change is exactly what, you know that uh, uh, they, they used to have this thing called the Board of Education, and it was a big ruler, and they would just apply that to, you know, to the seat of the child. But uh, we don't need that from God. What we need to do is say, God, I'm in a starting position to believe you now. So when is the best time to get into a starting position? The Bible says very clearly, now is the accepted time. So preacher, should I wait for New Year's to start? No, don't wait for New Year's. Do it now. The Bible said now is the accepted time. Now is the day of salvation. We can't start anything tomorrow because tomorrow will be today. But we can say now, God, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to live that way anymore. I'm going to surrender to God. It's an attitude. Have you ever done the right thing with the wrong attitude? Well, God's concerned with our attitude. Have you ever washed dishes because everyone else left and you're like washing them? I hate washing dishes. Because that's the right thing but the wrong attitude. God wants us to serve him and say, God, I surrender to you. You know that when you cast all your cares upon him, he cares for you. You don't have to be full of care anymore. When you surrender, you say, you know what? I don't, like, I don't have to worry about this anymore. Like this, uh, this man was thrown out on the street. All his furniture was on the street. He had been evicted. His friend came up. He said, what you do? And he said, I, I'm, I've been evicted from my place. I'm out on the street. And he said, well, how, you, how come you're smiling? He said, well, uh, my wife left me and, and I just got fired. He, his friend said, I know, but you're smiling. How is this all going to work out? And he said, he said, I declared bankruptcy. He said, but you're still smiling. He said, well, I hired a professional worrier. He said, really? How much is that? $50,000 a month. $50,000 a month. You got evicted. You got no job. You're bankrupt. How can you pay for this professional warrior? He said, that's his worry. <laughs> you know, when you give your life to Jesus, brethren, what about inflation? What about this? What about the political climate? That's God's worry. I've just given my life to him. I surrender. And you know what? In his will, I believe St. Augustine wrote this. In his will, that's our peace. God, let me just serve you. And God, you'll take care of all of the details. Because you see, the next starting position is a position of surrender. Brethren, that's what we need to do. And the second position, it's the same position, but it's also a position of faith. A position of faith. We're getting ready. We have a church conference coming up. And, uh, and so we're, we're working to get stuff paid for and you know, pay for this, pay for that. And I told my wife, I want to get a $50 Starbucks card. And... Uh, my wife's like, okay. I said, but we can get that later. Why? Because when you travel, Starbucks not only has good coffee, but clean bathrooms. Okay, that's another part of Starbucks. So we stop at Starbucks to start and to stop. We do both things at Starbucks. But uh, so we we're getting the hotels and different things paid for. And then yesterday, 
Uh, my mother had sent me uh, some cards. She sent one to my daughter, one to me, and one to my wife. And that was kind of different. And uh, so my daughter opened her card and got a Walmart gift card. You know, she went and bought some Legos. I opened my card. My wife opened her card. You know what it was? A $25 Starbucks card. When I opened mine up, would you guess what it is? So God doesn't look a $25 Starbucks card. Now, we didn't pray for someone to give. We just, it was in our heart, right? You're like, Mike, what, what'd you do? We loaded it up and we're going to save it for conference. So a preacher wasn't God. Does God exactly answer our prayers? You know what my wife said? It was already on the way. When you were praying, you know that when you begin to trust Jesus, brethren, it can be for something in your life, something in your family's life, but it's a position of trust saying, God, I can't figure it out, but I trust that you can. And it's a starting position. So my daughter bought some Legos yesterday, but I got some coffee coming up. But even greater than that, I've got an assurance. Brethren, you can have an assurance that God answers prayer. The Bible says, let us come boldly, where? Unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to what? Help in time of need. Brethren, a starting position is to lift up your hands. And it was a physical position, but it's a spiritual position that says, God, I need you to lift me up. But you see, the Bible says that we were, we can trust in the position of faith. I'm not looking to be raised up. I'm trusting that God did raise me up. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us, us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ. You see, when you trust Jesus Christ as your Savior, no longer are you outside of the fellowship of God. But God has brought you in to become a family member. I remember my little sister, she said, uh, I'm, uh, I have a little sister named Beth. And uh, she said, I'm Swiss. So it's part of my heritage is Norwegian, part of it's Swiss. And she, my mother... My mother looked at my, my little sister. You said my little sister Beth is adopted from China. She doesn't look Swiss, okay? She looks Chinese. And uh, she said, I'm Swiss. And my mother said, what do you mean you're Swiss? She said, I'm Swiss just like grandma. And you know what she was doing? She was claiming her new family and claiming the identity of her new family. You know, I've got brothers and sisters that look like everything that you can imagine on this earth, but we all have one Father. We all have one Savior. There's one Spirit, and God made us accepted in the Beloved. You come to the house of God, and you're like, man, people aren't checking me out to see. They just like bring me in and hug my neck and uh you know we, we share with people we stop we, we just kind of treat you have fun and joke around you know when people get past that bless you how you doing and they can't joke around with you you know that you've been accepted you know you're past that bless you stage you know that i'm thankful that god accepts everyone in jesus christ it is our starting position the bible said there's no condemnation in jesus christ you know the devil's a liar when you're in Christ, there is therefore now 
No condemnation. They preach it, but the devil tells me, I know, the devil tells you about your past. Why don't you tell the devil about his future? You see, the devil's got a future coming up, and it's not a good future. But Christians, we look towards a time when we go to Jesus Christ, but it's a starting position that I'm accepted, that I, I'm no condemnation, and that I'm in Christ. See, the key to faith is that in Christ we have our answers. The Bible said that if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. So, preacher, it's a new day. Don't you know the Bible says his mercies are what? They're new every morning. You know this morning God had new mercy for you? He said, preacher, I need mercy. God had new mercy. I slammed the door yesterday. Well, God has new mercy for you today. But I did this the other day. God has new mercy today. But it's in Jesus Christ. And it's our starting position to say, Jesus, I trust you. And my hands are up. I'm in a starting position. The last starting position is a starting position of praise. When the, when the football game, when, when your team scores a touchdown, your, your hands go up. No jokes about the Jaguars. I hope the Jaguars do well. They're a home team, okay? I hope they do well. Man, take it to the Super Bowl. But you know what? I hope they give God glory. I hope that men there, they have something to shout about when the career is over. And I hope they really serve God. That's the greatest thing we can do down here. And it's the thing that men and women are going to be praising into eternity. When they've forgotten what American football is, they'll still be praising Jesus Christ. This boss told a new employee, he said, I'm going to give you 15 bucks an hour starting today. And in three months, I'm going to raise you up to $20 an hour. And, and, the, and the employee's eyes get real big. He said, okay, I'd like to start. And the boss said, when do you want to start? He said, in three months. <laughs> the Bible says, <laughs> the Bible says, lift up your hands in the sanctuary. You know that we won't get the 20 bucks unless we start with the 15 bucks. You know, you've got to start in order to finish. Say, so, preacher, but I want this. You know, a lot of people, they see their parents drive a nice car and say, well, I want that. Well, you know what? The reason your parents got a nice car is they worked for 40 years at that job. Is they saved up their money. Is that they drove a lot of crummy cars. Okay? They're crummy cars. Like, you know, ones where you could throw the can through the floorboard. You know, you wouldn't even have to open the door. One where, you know, you'd open, you'd close the door and something would fall. Or you'd have the bumper sticker, honk, if parts fall off, right? Someone say, don't, don't judge me, my treasure's in heaven or something like that. Brethren, but parents, they've gotten to where they are because they have had a starting position. Brethren, if we're going to get anywhere in God... We need to start with a position of praise. You see, it's a position of victory where you say, you know what? I'm not going to be down all the time. I'm going to get up. You know, there's a time where we just need to get up. You know, like have you ever told your kids, sit down. This little kid would sit down and they had that look on their face. Say, mommy. Say, what? On the outside, I'm sitting down. But on the inside, mommy, I'm still standing up. 
You know that we should be that way with the devil, though. Sometimes situations, they force us to sit down. Situations force us, you know, whatever we face in life, we've got to sit down. But in our heart, we should have our hands lifted. We should say, me on the outside, it seems like this. But on the inside, my heart is indicting a good matter. On the inside, I'm worshiping God. On the inside, I'm proclaiming victory. The Bible says, lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. Have you ever done that? Just lift up and say, God, I don't know how you're going to do this. But God, thank you for doing it anyhow. God, I'm going to give you glory and give you praise. So, but is lifting hands and praising God actually do anything in the physical world? It did when Moses raised his hands. Joshua defeated the Amalekites down in the Valley of Battle. It was a physical victory when Moses just lifted his hands. There was another time when Israel began to sing and praise and the Lord sent ambushments, a heavenly army, to destroy the armies that were encamped round about the Israelites. God gives a physical victory when we have that starting position of praise. It can be in your, in your place of work. I, I used to work with a guy in the military. And you know what he would do in the Marines? He worked at a shop, like an electrical shop. He would go around and bless his shop and claim it for Jesus Christ before everybody else came in. What was he doing? He said, I'm going to claim all of this stuff. I'm going to claim all of these things for Jesus Christ. What was he doing? Proclaiming victory. Proclaiming victory. There's a, I'd like to leave you with this. You see, Jesus was from the tribe of Judah. You know where that word comes from? Judah comes from uh, the word hand, yad in, in Hebrew. And the word yad especially means that the hand stretched out in praise. And so the word hand came to mean something that was lifted up in praise to God. So when you praise God, you're actually having the right starting position of the line of the tribe of Judah from whence came Jesus Christ, our Savior, our Deliverer, the one who rose from the dead. I'd like to leave you with this, though, in Psalms chapter 34 and verse 7. The Bible says, The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear them, that fear him and delivereth them. So, preacher, what does that mean? Have you ever heard someone say, You're surrounded? Come out with your hands up. Usually it's the cops, right? And you're the bad guy. But that's what Jesus is saying through his word here. He said, You're surrounded not by the enemy, you're not in trouble. But you're surrounded by the Holy Ghost. You're surrounded by the presence of God. You can come out with your hands up in worship. You can come up with your hands out in praise. You can come out with your hands up in surrender to the Lord himself. And God can give you the victory. But with heads bowed and eyes closed. The starting position for the Christian. The starting position. Say, preacher, when do I start? Start where you are. But my family life isn't perfect, but my job life isn't perfect. Well, brethren, it's called a starting position. And you can start where you are, but I haven't done it right before. Right, it's a starting position. Start now, start here. Start where you are. Don't wait till Monday. Sunday's the first day of the week. <laughs> Have you surrendered to God? I mean, really surrender. Say, God, I see where the fight is and it's not with you and it's not with others. It's between me and my heart in Jesus. And God, I choose 
I choose to surrender. God, I choose to trust you. You know, if you trust Jesus, brethren, he can put it together. All things work together for good to them that love God. He will work it to be better than it is now. And I can claim victory right now. You know what? Over that battle, over that addiction, over whatever you're facing. And we all face different things. But there's a starting position for victory. And it's to lift up those holy hands. Without wrath and without doubting. Let's find a place to pray. You can pray there. Or you can just lift up your hands and say, God, I'm going to have a starting position. I'm going to surrender. I'm going to trust. God, I'm going to claim my victory right now. You know, you get those emails, they say, claim your prize, but they're a scam, right? Well, God doesn't have a scam for you today. It's real. It's not a scam. It's all the way from heaven. It says, you can claim your victory by faith, by surrendering to Jesus Christ, your starting position. Start now. Start now. Start here. And get the blessings of the starting position. Father, I preach your word. Lord, give us the grace to start right now. Lord, have your way, Jesus. starting position not just the physical starting position of lifting up your hands but the starting position of surrender the starting position of faith in Christ 
And that starting position of victory, brethren, God wants to give you the victory through our faith by surrendering in Jesus Christ. It's our starting position. Lord, I preached your word. Lord, give us the right starting position on the first day of this week. And God, take us to victory from the beginning before the race is even over. And God will give you the glory. We'll give you the praise. And we ask that you will bless this uh, good food to the nourishment of our body. And God, we ask all of these things in Jesus' precious name. God bless you. You are dismissed. If you'd like some chocolate cake, we also have some to-go boxes if you want to take it and not spread it all over your car or have your children spread it all over your car. God bless you is our prayer. You're precious to us and you're dismissed. Amen.